0: What's happening, everybody? On today's show, we're getting right into it. It is officially game week. We're going to get into previewing some of the big games happening around the conference this week. And who better than Danny Cannell from Online to get in with us to preview all the games. Locked on SEC starts right now.
1: You are locked on SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: And Welcome in, everybody. I'm Chris Gordy. This is Locked On SEC. Appreciate you guys for listening, subscribing. Remember, we can, uh, we're can we on YouTube now so you can get the video version of the show, but of course the audio version wherever you get your podcast on Spotify, iTunes, and a million other places. Let's jump right into it, courtesy of our friends over at BetOnline.net. We're jumping in with Danny Cannell right now. And a reminder, you can check out BetOnline for updated college football playoff, win totals, conference Heisman, and college football week one lines.
1: Danny, what's going on, man? Chris, thanks for having me on. Hopefully, hopefully people aren't like quickly turning and canceling and just unsubscribing because I'm on here. I do like to consider myself a friend to many SEC fans. Yes. Except they don't like to admit it. They'll never admit it. Um, and it's a, I'm pumped to be on, man. It's, I, I, do, I am willing to say – it is the most rabid, passionate fan base of any conference, and it's not even close, so I, I love it.
0: I, I teased you were going to be on, and I had some friends text me, and then we had some YouTube comments yesterday saying, I- I'm going to hate watch it. You know, it's like, it's like, I hate him so much I'm going to watch. But you've been more friendlier to the SEC. I mean, look, when the SEC keeps putting two teams
1: in the national championship, you have to root for one, right? Yeah, and it definitely, back in 2014, 2015, 2016, I really did feel like the SEC was a little bit overhyped, a little bit overrated and they're starting to ride the Alabama coattails, but there is no denying the level of play has risen uh, across the SEC where you are starting to see these teams that are more than worthy of the playoffs and and you know getting those opportunities. So I've I've gone to a place I think the reason I'm more friendly is cuz I can look at it, and I say you know what, there's some incredible talent in this league and I you know Bama fans probably the most cuz I used to, you know, be the harshest on Bama Because I thought they were too one dimensional. I thought, man, this team is not good enough on the offensive side of the ball to beat some teams. And, you know, Ole Miss ended up getting upset. Clemson beat them in a national championship game. And then guess what happened? Nick Saban thought the same thing and went out and started (laughs) to open up the offense. And guess what? I've been very complimentary of Alabama the last several years because they're the most balanced team and the most dominant team in college football. So I think it's funny how it's kind of come full circle. And I think most Bama fans even realize, hey, he's been pretty nice to us the last couple years. I just go by what I see, Chris. You know, if I see something, I'm going to call it out. And if it's good, I'll call it out. If it's bad, I'll call it out. I just try to call it like I see it.
0: Well, maybe Saban should be crediting you. It's because of Danny Connell calling <laughs> me out that I adapted. I'm sure and, uh... Zama fans will love that. <laughs> well, let's jump right into it, Danny. We've got two big games coming in uh, Thursday night. We've got uh, Tennessee and Missouri, and two teams with different expectations. I think in Missouri, Eli Drinkwitz is, is trying to keep his head above board. He's, he's trying to survive this season. And look, you get a big-time player like Luther Burden, one of the top wide receivers in the country. Fans are excited about that. So we'll see what they look like against Louisiana Tech. And on the other side, Tennessee man, everybody's hyped about Tennessee with Hendon Hooker. You get Ball State it's an opponent they should take care of business but looking at the better line lines uh, Tennessee a 33.5 point favorite at home against Ball State and Missouri about a 19.5 favorite against Louisiana Tech Just a quick thought on both those teams and where you think the line should be here
1: so I think it's interesting. The money has moved so much on Tennessee. People jumped on it when it was a four touchdowns at twenty eight. It's up to thirty three and a half. I probably would feel pretty comfortable laying those points with the Vols. You mentioned Hendon Hooker, thirty one touchdowns, three interceptions last year. I think that was one of those breakout years where once he took over for Joe Milton, it was like they didn't look back. And Josh Heupel has really had him flourishing in that offense, and he's got a incredible wide receiver to work with in uh, Cedric Tillman. So I think Tennessee is going to come out with a bang. I think you'll see a lot of fireworks. I probably would lean the over on that one as well, but I'd lay the 33 and a half. And with Missouri, I might be more inclined to take Louisiana tech with the points. I'm very curious to see. There's been a lot of talk about, you know, Eli Drinkwitz, this offensive mastermind has not really, found a quarterback that has flourished you know it's been a little bit of a revolving door has he found it this year so I think it could be more of a learning curve breaking a new quarterback um you don't have uh you know the running back returning from last year so I think there'll be a little bit of a break-in process Missouri defensively curious to see how they stand up so I'll take Louisiana Tech and the points there I don't think Mizzou wins but I think it's too many points in that opener from Zoo.
0: Yeah, and Brady Cook, the new quarterback, being worked in there at Missouri. We had a picture up, if you're watching the video version, of Brew McCoy, the former USC slash Texas slash whatever wide receiver. He's finally eligible at Tennessee. So that'll be another dynamic weapon. You mentioned Cedric Tillman, but another weapon. What is Brew McCoy? Is he still that big stud uh, You know, recruit that everybody wanted? Just another weapon for Hendon Hooker to go to war with.
1: Yeah, and Josh Heupel will have a field day. Maybe he gets on a team where he fits in. I get incredibly frustrated, like I'm sure a lot of your fans and listeners do as well, Chris, that you know this transfer portal has just become way too easy. And yet, it's done a lot of great things But here's like the worst example of somebody who just bounces from one school to another until I see him actually fall in line with a team and a team environment that he can work within a system and get along with his teammates. I'm not ready to go out there and say he's going to be like newcomer of the year for the SEC. He's an incredible talent, but for whatever reason, just hasn't gotten it yet. And I wonder if that ever happens. I don't know. The more times you see somebody hop from school to school and they're pretty good programs and it doesn't work out makes me wonder if, You know, the transfer portal isn't the problem. It's actually the player.
0: Let's jump into the Saturday slate, Danny, because we got a ton of games to get into. Uh, again, Danny Connell with us, courtesy of betonline.net. And looking at some of the, the games throughout the day, let's start with the number one team in Alabama. Huge, heavy favorite. I always cringe when I see these 40-point lines, Danny, because, look, I watched Utah State last weekend. They weren't all that impressive against UConn. They got the win, but, man, Alabama minus 41. It does feel like they're going to unleash the beast in the first half. But Nick Saban, sometimes those backdoor covers come into play.
1: Yeah, that's what concerns me with Logan Bonner, the quarterback at Utah State. He's a little bit of a gunslinger. He could be running around. I do think Utah State, they looked awful against UConn, who, you know, Jim Moore is trying to turn around. That game scares me. You know, I asked Brent Musburger, legendary Brent Musburger, one time I was doing an interview like this, talking about some of the opening games and, you know, these big spreads. And he was like, stay away. (laughs) For me, I think there's way better options on the table than to let a bunch of fluky backups. You know, when you're trying to get some young guys in, maybe you're trying to run out the clock. Um, you know, you got guys just trying to make plays and you know catch a highlight reel. What for either team? It just becomes way too much of a crapshoot. I'll go to what I think is one of the better games of the weekend, and that's Cincinnati traveling to Arkansas. Now, I loved cincinnati when this was over a touchdown now that it's at six i'm a little more inclined to stay away from that one and tackle the under on this one i do think you'll see a lower scoring game in cincinnati arkansas Traylon burks is gone he meant so much to that offense sam Pittman's going to want to establish the run game in cincinnati with all the players they lost nine players they lost to the nfl which is more players drafted than alabama more players drafted than Texas, which of course was everybody in the entire country because Texas had zero, but more players drafted than Oklahoma, like a lot of blue blood programs, Cincinnati had more players drafted than. It's pretty remarkable the job Luke Fickle has done, but I think breaking in a new quarterback and he hasn't decided which way he's going to go uh, with. He's still not named a starter. I think he'll lean on the run game as well and their defense. I do, they lost, you know, Sauce Gardner, incredible player. They lost a lot of talent, but they are always pretty sound physically, fundamentally on the defensive side of the ball. I think it'll be a lower scoring affair in that Cincinnati-Arkansas. Again, if it happens to tick back up above seven and a half, you know, somewhere in that area, I would jump on the Bearcats, but at six, I'd stay away from the number
0: yeah and of course Mike Denbrock now the OC down at LSU Desmond Ritter's now quarterback with the Atlanta Falcons so a different looking Cincinnati team let's get to the other ranked game that's happening on Saturday and that's Georgia and Oregon and Georgia 17 and a half point favorite I know it's technically a neutral side game at Mercedes-Benz Stadium but let's be real there's going to be a lot of red and black in that stadium Danny
1: Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, I think even Georgia fans are like, no, we got this. This is a home game for us. And Oregon's been in this position before. Remember a few years ago, they went to Atlanta and took on Auburn, had Auburn on the ropes, and then Auburn's Bo Nix made the winning game-winning touchdown. And now it appears to be, I would be shocked if it's not him named the starter from Dan Lanning going into this SEC country. He knows what hostile environment's about. I do think you'll see Bo Nix there. So I got two plays in this game. I think you lay the points with Georgia. I think Oregon, new offense, you know, and the, the cupboard isn't bare. That's the thing for Dan Lanning. But I just think you'll see Georgia showcase that even though they lost so much talent, five first-rounders the NFL, They still have guys like Jalen Carter who might be the most talented guy of those players that were even drafted last year. And I think you'll still see a defense that is pretty dominant. And I don't think Oregon will be able to go toe-to-toe with them. But here's the thing why I like the over in this one. I believe it's sitting around 53, 54 points. I do think you'll see Georgia rely on their offense a little bit more. So much criticism has come from, uh, towards Stetson Bennett and this offense questioning what can they be. I think the tight end room is probably the best in the country. Brock Bowers, who I thought was the best offensive weapon they had last year. I think you'll see a, a steady dose of him again. The backfield, I know the losses are there, but they reload. I think you'll see the Georgia offense open up a little bit against the Oregon team that got pushed around twice by Utah at the back end of the season. So I think you could see a higher scoring game than people think. And maybe Oregon gets a couple touchdowns late when some of those backups are in there, but not enough to cover that spread. So I'll lay the 17 and a half and take the over in that Georgia-Oregon game.
0: Previewing more week one games with Danny Cannell in just a sec. Of course, we're talking about Bet Online with our friend Danny Cannell and BetOnline.net. They are your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs, sports information throughout the season. You can find all the latest football, league developments, game matchups, news, podcasts, whatever it is, including all the opening week games. Go check them out, Bet Online. They're your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. I was on there week one. I was getting in on the action, week zero, rather, making some bets and getting in on it. So make Make sure you go check them out. You can head on over to their website today. You can do so on your mobile device. Learn all about the trends and action that they have going on out there. It is Bet Online. They are the number one resource for everything that you need to get in on the games throughout the weekend. And you don't want to be that guy sitting on the sidelines after week one saying, What did I man? I knew that was gonna happen. I knew that team was gonna cover the spread. Yeah, but you didn't do anything about it. Go check them out at betonline.net. Betonline, they are where the game starts. Continuing our conversation with Danny Cannell, courtesy of BetOnline.net. Of course, you can check out BetOnline for updated college football playoff, win totals, conference, Heisman, and, of course, all the college football week one lines. And Danny, we got more games to get into as we look into this weekend slate. And one that's sneaky. Somebody keeps telling me Troy at Ole Miss is one to keep an eye on. We still don't know who's going to be the quarterback at Ole Miss. Is it Jackson Dart? Is it Luke Altmyer? What does that Ole Miss link give a team look like with all the transfer portal pieces? But somebody keeps telling me, watch that. 21 and a half with Troy that might be a sneaky one that they can get the cover on
1: I don't know who you're talking to but I think they're pretty smart too because <laughs> as long as it stays over that 21 and a half I love that you get three touchdowns with an underdog coming to town uh who will be trying to shock the world and all this turnover not only the turnover at the positions but also at the offensive play caller uh spot where Charlie Weiss has taken over hasn't had the most experience and I think jeff levy I think that was one of the steals of the century, luring him away from the SEC to go back to, you know, where he had a lot of success at Oklahoma. And I think Oklahoma is going to really be thrilled with what they get from him. But there's going to be a turnover. And I think Jackson Dart feeling a way around. I know he's got his tight end that he brought out there with USC with him. But I think there could be a little bit of a sputtering aspect to this Ole Miss offense. They'll win the game, but three touchdowns and a half, you get that hook, is too much for me. So I'll take Troy the underdog there.
0: The one that uh, actually could be one of the best games of the weekend is one where Florida not favored at home in the swamp. That's how it it opened up. They were the favorite, and now Utah around a a two-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. Utah's a preseason top-ten team. But, man, the environment in the swamp, when it gets rocking, Anthony Richardson, we saw glimpses of brilliance last year with him at quarterback. I don't know, man. I keep looking at this one. I keep wondering if Florida can pull this upset off, at least as far as the point spread goes.
1: I— I wish so bad there were more people on Utah because I could at least like pound the table and say I'm the only (laughs) one on Florida. I feel like this is becoming a trendy upset pick, but I totally understand why. And I'm on that side too. Yes, the two and a half points, if you want to take them, take them. If it gets to three, I definitely think that's where you should take them. But if it's two and a half, I say, then why not take a shot at the money line? As a home dog, Florida's home opener streak is incredible. They haven't lost a home opener since 1990. I think they're going to come out strong. And the one thing that I don't think Utah can prepare for, even though they're trying to, uh, you know, Kyle Whittingham has had, had them practicing at their indoor practice facility, cranking up the heat, throwing water all over the turf to try to create some humi- uh, humidity. You can't replicate what you're going into in the swamp because the crowd, we know what it'll be. But Utah's played at Oregon. They played at Washington. They're pretty loud. And once you get loud, like it's not that much of a difference. You're still, you still can't hear, no matter if it's 70,000 loud or 80,000 loud and it's crazy fans, it doesn't matter that much. Everyone has silent cap snap count. You're going to be playing at a disadvantage with your tackles. Um, but I don't think they know what's going to hit them when they get off the plane and that humidity just starts drenching them and you start sweating. I think that will be the difference. I think Billy Napier's got this team mentally better than they were under Dan Mullen. This team looked like they were too—they threw in the towel too easily, especially the back half of the season this past year. I think this team's going to be in for a dogfight. Both one—I think this will be a physical affair. I like the under as well. Cam Rising, great quarterback. I still like Utah to potentially win the Pac-12, even if they lose. But I think Anthony Richardson is going to be put in positions to succeed from Billy Napier, who had a dual-threat quarterback at Louisiana and really excelled with him. Now he's got a dual-threat quarterback who is a freakishly athletic talent and also has a cannon for an arm and is six four and a stud. I think the Gators pull off the upset this weekend too.
0: And you're a guy who knows a thing or two about playing in the swamp and how hostile things can get as well. Uh, Danny, let's get to the Sunday game. I am admittedly – I'm an LSU graduate. You, of course, went to Florida State. I am so hyped for this game on Sunday night because I don't know – I don't know what the heck LSU is going to look like. We know that that they still haven't technically named a quarterback. We expect it's going to be Jaden Daniels. We saw Florida State, what they look like week one. You know, it was Duquesne, but it was a very impressive win. They ran the ball at will. But, man, LSU a three-point favorite. It's in the Superdome, so it's going to be a very pro-LSU crowd. Although I've I've been told there are tons of buses coming over from Tallahassee, and they are ready for this game. But LSU, Florida State, what are your thoughts?
1: Oh, man. I If it's not Florida Utah, because I think that game's going to be spectacular. I mean, this Sunday night game, I think it would be one of the better games of the weekend. And for so many different reasons, like Florida State's been a disaster. Is this the year they finally get it turned around? And thankfully, they actually handled an FCS opponent from start to finish. And that was very pleasing to the eye to watch as a former Florida State Seminole. But at the same time, I don't get overconfident because they're not going to face the same defense they saw against Duquesne and had three 100-yard rushers. This is an SEC defense. And Brian Kelly, I do think, will have this team ready to play. And I don't blame Brian Kelly for not naming a starter. I wouldn't either because they're different styles. You've got Jaden Daniels, who's an athletic quarterback and hurt with his legs. Garrett Nussmeyer, more of a traditional pocket passer. My hunch tells me they'll go with Jaden Daniels in this matchup, but I think this is going to be a dogfight. I really do. You can accuse me of being a homer. I think it's a different Florida (laughs) State team than we've seen the last couple years. I think they're ready for this challenge. The offensive line has some serious depth, which was on display. Again, not the same opponent, but watch out for Jordan Travis. He was been you know, much criticized by Florida State fans and on the national stage. But going into the end of the last season, the last six games, he accounted for 18 touchdowns and just two interceptions, completed 65% of his uh, passes, and started to win games like you saw against Duquesne. And the one secret weapon that he's got, he can run. He might be one of the more athletic quarterbacks that you've seen. And I was thrilled we didn't see that against Duquesne. Because I think Mike Norvell will have some packages for him to run, which could gash LSU's uh, defense. So I think it's a close game. I'll take uh, Florida State in those points, but I think this one comes down to the wire.
0: It's a different coaching staff, but we saw Bo Nix and use his running ability and beat LSU last year, and they couldn't stop him. So that'll be interesting with Jordan Davis. Danny, before we let you go, just a quick thought as we look at the Heisman odds up at Bet Online. The uh, look there's a lot of SEC names on there, but is there one that just grabs you in terms of value that you say, man, that's worth a look or two?
1: Yes, I do think Will Anderson Jr. at twenty-five to one is a pretty good value. Uh, and I've seen some other books that don't have this good of value, so go to BetOnline and check that out. I've seen him as low as fifteen to one. Here's why he has more momentum than any defensive player we've seen in the best in the last decade. Uh, you know, and maybe the last twenty years. People are talking about him, and that matters because it is a brand recognition award. When nine hundred plus voters don't watch every single game, he does have to do something special. But he is the type of player that I think might be able to actually accomplish that. I think he'd probably have to challenge for the sack record, whichever one you wanted to go with. Uh, you know, is it the Derek Thomas record? I don't know if that's obtainable, <laughs> but the one that's recognized, I believe, is at 27.5. He doesn't need that much more. I mean, it's 10 more sacks, but I think if anybody could do it, he could. He's going to wreak havoc. He should have won it last year, so I think some voters will be paying attention to him. And we know Alabama is going to be in the national championship hunt. So I think you might find some value um, with Will Anderson Jr. and his quarterback won it last year, and I don't see you see. I don't think you see a repeat winner. So I like Will Anderson Jr. from the value standpoint.
0: He is Danny Cannell, courtesy of our friends over at BetOnline.net. Danny, great stuff. Uh, we'll have to do this again real soon, and uh, let's see if we make a little uh, moolah over the weekend. All right.
1: Let's hope so. Good luck (laughs) on the games. Enjoy the slate, man. It's a fun one.
0: Absolutely. Danny, thanks so much, man. I appreciate it. You got it. All right, that's Danny Connell there, of uh, courtesy of betonline.net. And a reminder for you guys to check out BetOnline for updated college football playoff win totals, conference Heisman, and college football week one lines. All right, that is going to do it for this edition of Locked on SEC. Our thanks again to Danny Connell for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow getting into previewing more of the games this weekend. We'll be joined by Lynn Scarborough of Lindy Sports. I think our buddy Taylor McCarg is also going to jump in. We'll get some picks from him for the weekend, so tons to discuss still. You guys have a great Thursday. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow right here on Locked on SEC. Go Vols. Go Mizzou. Let's get the SEC started on the right foot tonight.